Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the return of Nady and Katie at the movies. It's been so, so long. We had all summer, and I know you're not supposed to do this when you do podcasts, but I'm just going to be honest with our audience. We had planned to record over the summer, and then poop happened. That's right. My summer was terrible, with a capital T and a capital terrible. Yeah, some family stuff happened that totally was unexpected. I had to juggle family life, my mom and dad, and my wife and my two children. So yeah, let's just say um, I had no time to record at all. At the time of this recording, it is the end of the summer. I'm actually about to start school back up pretty soon. It is Nadie and Katie at the movies. I'm your host, Nathan, aka Nadie, of course. And with me as always is my good, great, amazing, stupendous, absolutely the best friend I've ever had in my entire life, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? Thanks for that long intro. Um, Hello. I'm good. I'm a little winded. I just ran up the stairs to get baby Ben. Now I'm, I'm back. I felt like I took a little bit of a Star Wars hiatus, except for Obi-Wan came out this summer. So I did watch that. Yes. If you follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and my personal Twitter account at my life, his will, you can follow me on Twitter if you'd like to, you would have seen that we are going to be talking about A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, which to some people is the best Star Wars movie in the history of all Star Wars. And we'll talk about our thoughts on that. And also the third in the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi. And then I also said we're going to talk briefly about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which came out this summer. Katie, would you like to try to give a synopsis? Now, we talked about A New Hope before, so we don't really have to dive really into that. That's like, you know, the one that introduces us to Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though if you watch the prequels already, you already know who he is. A New Hope is just that, a new hope for the light side versus the dark side. So let's not go into that. So let's move on to Empire Strikes Back, which I stated before, a lot of people say is the best Star Wars movie in the history of Star Wars. Katie, do you agree or disagree with that assessment? Empire Strikes Back was good. It introduces the character Yoda, which is like iconic. Um, So, I mean, there's definitely iconic parts, but um, from a plot standpoint, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to maybe some of the new stuff. Maybe it's, I'm, I'm a product of my generation. I don't know. I wasn't that intrigued. You definitely are a product of your generation because you totally just blew over the fact that Empire Strikes Back gives us the biggest plot twist in the history of movie cinema movies. Movie, the cinema of movies. Do you, do you even know what I'm talking about? What the plot twist in Empire Strikes Back is? And if you say no, then oh my gosh. I, I don't remember, no. Darth Vader is Luke's freaking father, which if you've never seen the prequels before, like in the 70s when these movies first came out, 
no one knew about the prequels. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so you're sitting in the theater, you're watching, you just watched A New Hope, you're like, ooh, that Darth Vader guy, he's really cool. Ooh, Luke Skywalker, he's a whiner. Hi. I can't wait to see what happens to him. And then you find out, pff, mind blown, that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, that's a, Luke, I am your father. No, no. that's impossible. Yeah. Oh, my God, you killed him. That's a good point. You know, see, I had forgotten that that was the end of this one and not the beginning of the next one. Uh, because you're right. He also tragically loses an arm. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does, Ben. Oh, why did you slice off my hand? He should have said that in the movie. But anyway, so Empire Strikes Back, yes. This movie ends unlike any other movie really ends before, and that is it doesn't really end on a high note. Because by the end of this movie... Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Luke falls into a chasm. But at the beginning of this movie, let's go all the way to the beginning. Luke is on this ice planet and he sees this meteorite thing shoot down on this ice planet. So he's like, hey, I'm going to go check this out. Han Solo's like, hey, be careful. And Luke never comes back. So Han goes out there on this tauntaun and he finds Luke frozen in the, the, the snow because he was captured by this ice monster and he does all this lightsaber stuff, cuts off the ice monster's hand, and escapes, but barely makes it out alive. Little known fact, in the first Star Wars movie, Mark Hamill's face looked kind of normal, but in this one, his face gets kind of messed up, because in real life, Mark Hamill was uh, in a some type of accident that actually scarred his face, so they kind of made it work, because this monster kind of slices Luke Skywalker's face, which makes the weirdness of Mark Hamill's face make sense because continuity. I I never would have known that. That's pretty impressive. So anyway, so uh, Empire Strikes Back, to just summarize again, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. Luke's really upset. He doesn't understand why Obi-Wan never told him this. And then he goes and he gets semi-trained by Yoda. He does, you know, the flips. And if you've ever heard of the coconut song sung by Yoda, on YouTube, go find it. It's really funny. That's where this, that comes from. It comes from this training montage of Luke trying to lo- use the force. And then he leaves Yoda early and Yoda's like, no, you can't do that. And Luke's like, no, my friends are going to die on Cloud City because this is where we're also introduced to Lando Calrissian, Han Solo's friend, who kind of portrays them and delivers Han and Leia and Chewie over to Darth Vader, who puts Han into this carbon stuff and freezes him. And again, this movie ends on really a low note with the Empire basically winning, hence the name of this movie, The Empire Strikes Back. So by the end, we don't know what's going to happen to our heroes, but we do find out soon because there's a third one. So, but before we move on to that one, Katie, what were your thoughts? Well, there were small little parts. I actually have a friend, um, Barrett, shout out Barrett, who is obsessed with Star Wars. He has a whole Star Wars room in his house. And he got me a Star Wars cup because he knew we were podcasting about it. And it has a picture of Han Solo in this like metal thing, like an outline of him. I had I had no idea what it was. I'm going to be totally honest. I was like, oh, thanks for the Star Wars cup. But then I watched the movie. And after I watched the movie, I saw the scene where he gets like encapsulated in this thing. Uh, and and I, I actually really liked the Lando part. I guess there's the part with Luke and Yoda on the little planet where he's like training him. That feels to me like 
having never seen Star Wars movies, that was still something that like, to me was iconic, like you said, like I just, it stands out in my mind. Watching it in the movie, I was not like blown away. Like this is why it's so iconic. But um, I just felt like the whole movie for me was hearing pop culture references of like, oh, that's where that line comes from. Oh, that's where that scene comes from. Oh, that's what, you know, that's who this character is. And, and so it's very obvious then that this was a favorite movie because it's the one that gets quoted the most, I guess. And yeah. isn't this the one with the classic line uh, from Yoda where he's like, try or try not, yeah. there is, what is it? It's, it's do or do not. There is no try. Hmm? And judge me by my size, do you? Wait, so is it Kermit the Frog? No, Kermit the Frog is not Yoda. And if he was, he would sound like this. But it is not Kermit the Frog. Is he Cookie Monster? Cookie Monster, no Yoda. Who does Yoda? Is it Yoda is a puppet. puppet. Oh. Yes, voiced by the voice of Grover. And this is when, you know, because in the prequels, they did CGI Yoda and all that stuff and whatever. And then in this and these, since they're older, they did a puppet. And then when we get to the sequel trilogy, we'll see that they don't actually go with CGI. They actually go old school. And, and that, to me, was one of the most iconic moments in those movies. But we'll get to those later. So that was Empire Strikes Back. I liked it because, again, it has some of the most iconic moments in cinema. The big reveal of Darth Vader being Luke's dad. Luke having to come to grips with that. Obviously, the end where you have the famous lines from uh, Leia and Han. When Leia, right before Han gets carbon frozen, Leia says, I love you. And Han Solo doesn't say, I love you too. He says, I know. Because it's Han Solo. And even in the most romantic of moments, he still has to come off as kind of, you know, full of himself. Yeah, I know. I know you do. I knew it. I didn't even realize that that was where that like originated. Because you're right, you're right. I feel like those things get quoted in other movies. I do feel like the whole father, Darth Vader being father of Luke, didn't really hit me the same way because we've been on this journey. So like, had I watched it in the original time, it would have been blowing me away, like total shock. But we already knew that. And that is why the prequels kind of ruin the iconicness, in a way, of the original movies. Because they give you all this backstory, so you watch the prequels, and then you watch these, and it's not, like you said, it's not as impactful as it would have been before. But moving on from Empire Strikes Back, so we end on a very negative note, and then we go right into Return of the Jedi. And this is when we actually get a lot more time with Jabba the Hutt. So the beginning of this movie, C-3PO, R2-D2, I know some stuff happens before this part with C-3PO and R2-D2. So if you're listening and you know about that, please don't get angry that I forgot. Sorry. So R2-D2, C-3PO are going through the desert and they go to this big building where Jabba the Hutt is to deliver this message from Luke Skywalker, okay? So they meet Jabba the Hutt, and then uh, R2-D2 shows a hologram of Luke Skywalker essentially saying to release um, some prisoners or something. I know I'm really bad about remembering stuff. But at the end of this, he says, and in exchange for this, I give you these two droids. And C-3PO is like, uh, excuse me? 
So he's offering C-3PO and R2-D2 to uh, Jabba the Hutt. And then when C-3PO and R2-D2 join Jabba the Hutt's place, this bounty hunter, I use quotation marks on a podcast, comes in and says, hey, I have this prisoner and it's Chewbacca. Okay, it's Chewbacca. I'll give you Chewbacca for like 35,000 monies. And, if, you know, and Jabba's like, oh, 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 okay, so they take Chewbacca away. And then this bounty hunter comes back in the dead of night and sneaks in and finds where Han Solo is being held in this carbonite frozen thingy and releases Han from this carbonite and is talking at first in this really weird voice because they have this mask on. And then Han's like, who is that? The bounty hunter takes the mask off to reveal it's... Katie doesn't know because she hasn't watched it yet. It's Leia. And Leia says, it's someone who loves you. And Han's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh. Leia, before they're about to escape, they get captured by Jabba the Hutt. And Han is thrown into the dungeon with Chewie. And Leia is forced to wear this really weird slave bikini. And then Luke Skywalker finally comes in to try to save the day. Well, he gets sent down into this trap where he's about to fight this big giant monster thing. And he ends up killing the giant monster thing by having the gate close on its head. Then Luke gets caught with Han Solo and is about to be put to death. But, haha. Luke had a plan the whole time because Lando was actually there in disguise as well as one of the guard people. So he helps Luke and Han and R2-D2 and C-3PO and Leia who actually kills Jabba the Hutt by choking him with a chain, which I'm like, this guy's like super big. How do you know where his neck is? Like he has no neck. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't have a neck. Yeah, so I've always wondered how does she know where to choke him at? So anyway, but he ends up dying. And they get off this, this planet, Tatooine, where Luke Skywalker is born. That's where Jabba the Hutt lives or lived because he's dead now. And so they get off here and they find out that the Empire is actually in the middle of building a brand new Death Star. And Luke is like, hey, I shouldn't go on this mission. I'm going to get everybody killed because Darth Vader's over there. And Han's like, oh, no, it's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal because they do get captured, almost killed. Luke goes away back to the Dagobah system to meet with Yoda, who's <coughs> very sick. <sighs> How dare you? So Yoda's very sick. He quote unquote dies, okay, but he disappears. But before he disappears, he tells Luke something that he didn't know. Do you know what it is, Katie? That he's also, that he's, he's Luke's mother. Yoda's not Luke's mother. No, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not what he tells him. He tells him that Luke has a sister which again we already knew who likes to wear like slave bikini outfits and who obviously likes to make out with their brother because i'll tell i'll tell you why it's that it's kind of weird sounding a little bit later in the summary this is a very long summary i'm sorry but katie you didn't watch it so now it's it's all your fault you're the reason the summary so so anyway luke's like oh she's my sister and then he goes back and again, he's like, oh, I shouldn't be here. I'm, I'm going to get everyone in trouble. And this is when we're introduced to Ewoks. Now, if you were listening to us before, you'll remember that we were going to watch all the, all the Ewok cartoons and the Ewok movies, but then we thought, 
that would be a waste of time. So we didn't do those things. So this is when we're introduced to Ewoks, the cute little teddy bears who don't speak English, but in the cartoons, for some reason, they speak English. I don't know. So they don't speak English in the movies, but they are super cute. So they actually help Han, Leia, everyone else defeat the Empire who are trying to uh, take out the world and all the worlds with this new Death Star. And it has this force shield that can only be turned off on this forest island, which is where the Ewoks live. Long story short, Leia and Luke have a conversation about how Leia is Luke's sister. And Leia says what is essentially the weirdest lines in the world when you think back of what she did before in front of Han Solo. She says, I know somehow I've always known. So she Even always though she knew. kissed him. And not just like well, a... But they didn't make out. It they was didn't not, make out. It was not a kiss. It was like a, hey, how you doing? I'm trying to make him jealous kiss. That's what that was. So anyway... Maybe she only did it, though, because it was her brother. So she's like, she knew she wasn't technically, like, you know, cheating on Han because, like, that's her brother. Anyway, yeah, you're right. But anyway, so, uh, but apparently Hans thinks that Leia has feelings for Luke for reasons I don't understand. And so later there's this moment where uh, Hans like, oh, I'm sure he wasn't on the ship. Yeah. Leia says, oh, no, I know he wasn't. And Hans is like, oh, oh, I see what's going on here. And she's like, what? He says, you love him, don't you? And she says, yes, of course. He's like, oh, okay, well, we, when he comes back, I won't get in the way. And Leia's like, but no, he's, he's my brother. And Han does like this really like confused face, which I'm sure the audience is probably doing the exact same thing because they're probably thinking the exact same thing Han Solo is. If he's your brother, why'd you friggin' make out with him? And then she kisses Han Solo and then he's like, oh, I realize now that is your brother. It's totally cool. And so they save the day with the Ewoks. All this fun stuff happens. Big celebration. Luke go looks out in the distance and he sees the force ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, and because previously he has this big battle with his dad in front of the emperor because the emperor wants Luke to turn, turn to the dark side. He's like, I don't think so. I'm not going to kill my dad. But so Darth Vader and Luke's have a fight. And then the empire emperor tries to kill Luke and Darth Vader does something that you'd never think Darth Vader would do because I think they digitally put this in to the originals to fit what happened in the prequel. That is that Darth Vader yells as he's picking up the Emperor, no, as he throws the Emperor down this chasm, which essentially means that Darth Vader is absorbing all this electricity, that the Emperor is whatever. And so that's basically what kills Darth Vader. But before Darth Vader dies, he goes, Luke, take off my mask so I can look at you with my face. And Luke does, and it's revealed that Darth Vader looks like Mr. Egghead. Yeah, he, he got a like booty for a face. Yeah, he looks like Humpty Dumpty. And so Darth Vader dies. But before he does, he's like, Luke, you were right. And then he finds out, Darth Vader found out earlier that he has a sister. Luke has a sister. He's like, tell your sister that you were right. And then Darth Vader dies. So Luke goes back again. All celebrations happen. Not that Darth Vader died. That's not that's nothing to celebrate. That's really sad because that's his dad. But they all celebrate the victory. Yay. And then again, Luke, Luke goes, looks off into the distance, sees a forest ghost of old Obi-Wan, old Yoda. And because, you know, they had to redo things in the originals because, you know, apparently the originals weren't good enough. They make it Hayden Christensen's forest ghost that Luke Skywalker sees because Luke Skywalker obviously knows what his dad looked like when he was younger. 
I'm saying that very sarcastically. Yeah, wait, the, so how, how, what, how can you get your hands on the original original then? Like what was the original? The, the original was what his father looked like, except he had hair. It wasn't bald Darth Vader. It was the actor who played Darth Vader, but with hair. But they had to go and ruin everything and make it Hayden Christensen, which Luke doesn't know what his dad looks like when he was younger. So why would he look at him, look at a young guy lovingly and be like, oh yeah, that's my dad. He don't know what he looks like when he was young. That, that was lame. We got to rate these things because we didn't even talk about the other thing we were going to talk about. So oh, what right. would you, what, right. since, since Empire Strikes Back wasn't that memorable to you, what would you rate it? I'm going to use my right to not vote. Okay, well, I'm going to give it five and a half Grogu's out of six because it is iconic, but I, I don't like the, the stuff they changed. And I'm going to do the same thing with Return of the Jedi too. They just put stuff in there that makes no sense and is not necessarily needed because it stands out that that's like digital new stuff as compared to the, you know, the original, you know, special effects and stuff. So, okay. So you're saying we should have watched these on VHS to get the true experience. Well, apparently George Lucas said that, you know, changing these things gives the original vision of what he wanted, which I don't believe the original vision is for Luke to see Hayden Christensen's force ghost at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I don't, I have no weigh in on these. I do, um, maybe we should save Obi-Wan for another episode because I do really want to uh, talk about that a little more at length and I am I am curious um, if some of our Mommy. listeners have thoughts Mommy. and opinions because it is the most recent thing that has come out in the Star Wars universe so um, and it's going to be a little confusing we may have to go backstory to understand where in the timeline this fits because it's definitely not where we are in our timeline no it would definitely go backwards and so Katie you didn't watch Return of the Jedi out of six Grogu's I would give Return of the Jedi five Again, because it is iconic, but at the same time, I don't like the digital changes they made to it. I definitely don't like how they changed that it's Hayden Christensen's Force Ghost at the end. I think it's stupid. It's out of place. It makes no sense unless now, oh, uh, apparently everyone's seen the prequels now, so of course it makes sense to have Hayden Christensen's Ghost. But in the original, it would have made no sense. I don't. I really don't get why they did that, especially since it's still old. Obi-Wan Kenobi and old Yoda. It did not need to be young Anakin Skywalker, but that's my two cents for that. So thank you for listening, everybody. That was Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Like Katie said, we will be discussing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and then we'll also be diving into The Mandalorian, because that is what takes place literally right after Return of the Jedi. Katie, do you have any last words before we end this majorly anticipated episode that we just did? Um, I would say, Mommy. Thanks for listening to Nadie and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at Nadie and Katie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.